This is the second podcast that we did with Yusuf on that podcast marathon. Uh, this one is on a film that we did together, our second film that we did together, which was called Coney Island Siren, in which um, when we did Sacred and Profane Faceless Jacks, which was the first film that we did with Yusuf, which is the podcast prior to this, um, I had never physically met Yusuf. We knew each other online through Facebook. We had communicated over the phone, that kind of a thing, email. But we never had seen each other face to face. So Yusuf came to New York. Uh, he was promoting a book called Fiercer Monsters um, that he had written. And his publisher was setting him up with a few gigs here in New York. And we decided to do a film together. And that film was Coney Island Siren. And this is, again, another one of our marathon podcast sessions from when um, Yusuf was in town for Baron Saturday of Coney Island. He came to town for the world premiere at the Coney Island Film Festival. And um, we decided to do four podcasts about the four different films that we had worked on with Yusuf. And so this is Yusuf, Joe, Omar, and myself talking about Coney Island Siren. Enjoy. You ready? I thought we were We're recording, man. Oh, we're recording now. This is the new program? Yeah. Socrates. I will start that, but that's jumping ahead because that was a weird tangent. The graveyard stopped in the middle of the no, night. I saw that with No, it. dude, that was what? it was started what? way before that. The tangent? Oh, me. tangents. Really? Which tangent are you talking about? Oh no, man. Let's start with any <laughs> tangent. No, no so I mean, so you I mean, came to New York. Well, that wasn't going so well. <laughs> the first time. The first the time, first time we you. met. First time I met you. Right? You came you to New York. You were super cool to me. You fucking right? picked me up. I was like, what's going on, man? Well, you're coming to New York, York, right? Well, I don't know. I mean, who, you, who are you? <laughs> yeah, but we what worked on a film together. Fuck it. What do you want? We had done Sacred and Profane. What do you want Faceless Jacks. Why am I going to owe you? I don't even know. I mean, I'm a little bit on guard, but like, dude, this guy's really fucking cool. What's he? Wow, cool. He's being really super nice. And then he like drive me to fucking uh, just north of Harlem, 145. Cut to the missing poster of Yusuf. There's a missing poster? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's not a poster. It's, it's some like note card. Yeah. No card. <laughs> this is like the, you know, get out part two, get in. Yeah. Oh, God, this guy is great. What a cool car. Oh, my goodness. God. <laughs> the flash. The nosebleed. Get out. No, you... No. It was, are you hungry? Right. Are you hungry? Yeah, but here's the Let's fucked stop. up part. So you didn't I tell me. Use a piece. I could use a piece. Wow. I could use a piece of New You didn't tell pizza. me you were a vegan. Well, I mean, I just thought I wanted to try a nice piece of something. You know, I thought I could try it. Where did I take you? I don't know, but the guy wanted ketchup. Coronet. Yeah, but the guy but wanted the ketchup. Coronet. Yeah, I, could, I told he, you. And I had made the mistake of snickering. I thought he was joking. I was, uh, yeah. Like, just off the plane. It was 1.30 a.m. Yeah, I remember that. He, um, I picked. I took them to Coronet. I was dizzy on Super Broadway, dizzy. and this dude was like, "I need a slice and some ketchup." Damn! And I was like, right? <laughs> <laughs> and he was, "Snicker!" So he snickered, and the dude was like, "What?" 
like, it was like real upset. Like, why you, why you, why you raining on my ketchup, bro? Uh, and, I, I, joking, and, and so, and so he was like, <laughs> uh, he was like, in, what? Wait a second. And this coming from a guy who comes from a place in which they put fucking pineapples on a pizza. Oh, that ain't me. Yeah, but that ain't me. No, that's not you. I'm just saying, but you're coming from a place where they put pineapples on a pizza and you're looking at, you're looking askance at a guy. (laughs) Adding some tomato sauce. (laughs) Some tomato sauce. The tomato sauce ratchets it up just that much more now. And and I'll never forget what I said to you. No. I said, bro, he was I said he's serious he wants ketchup on his pizza and you were like really and I was like yeah man welcome to fucking New York bro no, well he came I, up and I, you I, got in between I'd have to look cross side at that too though yeah, but he, I, I know I did but I was like yeah but he, he got in between because the guy was getting close to me and he was like what's up you got a problem like that and he said I wonder says hey man you do you what was this I said to him, I said, it's all good, bro. You do you, bro. Go. Get your ketchup on, man. Ain't nobody getting in your way, bro. Go I do you. What would I represent? Say, yeah, he took. Fucking... You know, he wasn't all there. No. And he was, he was, he was not all drunk. there. He yeah, was he was fucking. Drunk. He was three sheets to the wind. Three and a half sheets to the wind. Yeah. And so I was like, yo, go do you, bro. It's all good, bro. There ain't nobody raining on your parade. Go get your Go fuck up your pizza. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> and Yusuf was like, what the fuck did yeah. I just walk into? <laughs> you know? And I was like, bro, it's New York, bro. Just welcome to New York, you know? It was great. It was great. And then we went to Jeff's. Well, then we went to the ATM. The ATM? Yeah. What ATM? You had to stop the ATM, man. Oh, why do I have to stop at the ATM? To pay his rent for the month. Oh, yeah, I had to give Jeff some money. And then I had a fucking room. Oh, that's right. You were staying with Jeff. I stayed with Jeff. That's he dropped me off at oh, Jeff's that's house. what it was. At so one, Jeff... At like 2 a.m. So you came to New York. You picked and, me up. Right, but You're being is, super cool. You're chatting me, blah, blah. Yeah, but the thing was... The thing was... Is it pizza? Yes. Yeah, but the thing was... You were coming to New York, and I said, if you come to New York, we got to make a film. Okay, but... And then, Whatever and that's when, and that's when, and you needed a place. Well, and Jeff needed a place. roommate. Yes. And I, and I said, I'll pay for half of Jeff's rent because you owe Jeff for some, some, some. Not my business. I don't know you. I, I owe Jeff. Well, like, now you've made it everybody's. I owe Jeff. Don't invite Jeff into this conversation. <laughs> he's got a list. He's got a. I've he's got, got an it. Egyptian scroll about his <laughs> arm and leg. No lie. No lie. I said to Jeff. I said to Jeff. Jeff, keep track of your days that you shoot on Harlem's Last Poet. Right. End of August rolls around. Oh, he had a list. He was like. So I said to Jeff. Jeff, how many days have you shot? He was like. I'll call you back. <laughs> he calls me back. He's like, we've shot 25 days. And I was like, what? Damn. He keeps track of the days, right? Like, I remember the days, but I remember them like I like their memories. I don't I don't sit there and go, yes, well, on August 17th, blah, 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 blah. And on November 3rd, blah, blah, blah. He's got it. He had it. On his fucking he's wall. got it. He's got it like he's doing time. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like one, two, three, four, <laughs> five. One, two, three, four, five. You know? Um, and an Excel sheet. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So, yeah, that's right. I, so I gave Jeff some money How so you, you can stay. How do you want linear or log? 
<laughs> so I gave Jeff some money so that you could stay at his place so that we could shoot this film. So then, then we drove out to Coney Island, right? And you said, I said to you, you've never been to Coney Island. He said, no. Incredulous, yeah. Just, right? And I said, I just walked into this thing. Man. Like, and you were wearing like a, you were wearing denim jeans, you had a denim jacket, you had your hat on, and you had your pipe. Probably, yeah. Right? And I was like, we drove out to Coney Island. And he, here's the fucked up part. He didn't tell me he was vegan. So I'm like, bro, you got to try Nathan's hot dog. <laughs> I ate one. And, and yo, know, like a fucking champ. He was like, okay. <laughs> Is and that then, what I have to do? And then, and then he paid for it for like the rest of the fucking two days. Because uh. that shit must have landed, bro. I mean, that shit lands on me. Like a and I eat it all the time. But that well, shit, that that shit must have been like Roto-Rooter. <laughs> that happened. That happened. You know? <laughs> but he was like, on. yeah. And that... Not only did he eat it, he was like, that was good. Yeah, well. But, um. And the hot dog went down, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we get to Coney Island, right? And I bring the camera and Jeff, right? And Yusuf goes, what are we doing, man? And I go, what do I say? I, I don't know, know yet. <laughs> I don't know yet. Welcome to audiovisual terrorism. <laughs> I don't know yet. I, I looked at you and I said, you look like a sailor. You look like a long lost sailor. And I said, I got an idea. Let's do a film about a long lost sailor who's trying to reconnect with his daughter. Because I thought, we'll put Alexis in it, right? Alexis was lost no, at the moment. Actually, you wanted Alana. But you couldn't get it. Right. Alana couldn't get it because she was always in dance that's, class. That's hilarious. That's a really big change. That's not a small difference. No, I thought. Kidding. That's like no, a man. huge, that's, huge difference. That's just, that's just Maybe like, not in your mind it's not a huge difference, but it's a huge difference. I mean, Alana's For the trooper. viewer and, well. But that's a huge difference. Yeah, Cinematic. Casting. Yeah, casting. that's a gigantic difference. It's, you got yeah. a young stick figure, yeah. little girl, versus the, the young Aphrodite. Right. No, it's, that's true. But the thing at the time... I didn't know what we were doing yet. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> so it didn't really matter. You know what I mean? Like, it, the idea... So, like, the idea... Okay, so, so... This type of shit happens every day. Yeah. <laughs> so if we don't... If we don't get Alana, then we switch gears, we get Alexis, yeah. right? Right. But if we had had Alana, it would have been a different film. Sure. Right? Sure, sure. And we would have rolled with that. Yes. We would have been like, okay, we have Alana. Let's shape it around who she is yes. and what she can bring to the table. Yes. It didn't work out that way. Mm -hmm. So the first thing we did was we took you out on the beach and we shot you on the beach. And I hate doing this, but I hate going out and shooting something and not using it. It just drives me insane. It drives me insane because... There's a closet full of, of films you haven't cut that want to argue with you right now. Yeah. I know, I know, I know, <laughs> I know, I know, really, I know. Bro? There's a couple, There's a lot of days that, didn't, that never made it to the edit, you know? That um, one did not. No, it didn't. And the reason, but the, there's a very practical reason why that is. The, the practical reason is it's really difficult. I can't afford to pay people. So it's really difficult for me to get everybody to give me their time when they're not working to go out and do something and shoot something. And then you don't wind up fucking using it. Mm -hmm. It's just to me, it's like everything you shoot 
has to be. You got it's got to be usable. Something we got to take something out of this day, and so, and it's not that you can't take something out of a day, if you shoot something and you don't get something, you don't wind up using the footage, because that's that's never really happened. You do get something out of it. Um, but we went out and we shot, and I said to you, would you be willing to walk out of the water? You know, like you just came out of the water. And two years before, I had seen my friend in a commercial for a beach catering service, and he had, his name's uh, Ahmed, and he had, come, he had done a scene where he crawls up out of the ocean nearby where I live. And I looked at that, not even knowing you or anything, and I thought, oh man, that must have been fun. <laughs> and then you present this to me and I'm like I know exactly what to fucking do I know exactly what to do then he found out it wasn't well the water by where I live is hella cold it's like 50 degrees all the time in the, it, well it gets up to like 55 in the winter but in the summer it's 50 it's colder much colder in the summer really so he did a feat, and I thought, could I do that? I'm like, damn, yes, I can really, I could do something. I've always wanted to do that. That would be great, man. I'll just, I remember you said to me. I was shipwrecked. I would love to do a thing as if I, because that's how he came, my friend came out of the water like that. I'd seen him do that. Well, that, that was the thing. So I said, do you say, would you do that? And, and they're like, yeah, I'll do that. And I said, well, let's not do that now. Let's not do that today. Fine. And we were like, okay. And then, then on the ride back, I think we we solidified the story, right? You might have. I did not know. I was not. I don't remember. I don't think so. It wasn't then. I think what happened was, what was the first day that we shot with Alexis? The very first day? Uh, yeah, for Siren. Wait. Yeah, it was the day... Uh, no, was that Mermaid Parade, huh? Yeah. Mermaid Parade. Wasn't it? Yes. Because I was up in uh, my friend's house. He said, no, 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 come back now. I took a train, got back. Yeah. You guys picked me up. It was you pouring, were pouring rain. Yeah, it was pouring yeah. rain. And, it, and that day that was Mermaid Parade was rained like all day. Like yeah. we were like back and forth. Should we shoot? And I wanted to shoot the Mermaid Parade because it just seemed weird. Which means that all the mermaids and everybody was out there later because it had been raining earlier. And they saved the whole event for us to land there. <laughs> Like how many how many rocks are tattooed on your ass? That talent shows up willing to do the shit you want to do. Fucking weather cooperates with you on the mermaid parade. Holding back man. a whole parade for him to shoot. You need to, you need no, to it was post. We got there post parade. Remember? Yeah, yeah, it was the way it died down. Yeah, and then we, oh, we got the aftermath of the parade. Oh, was that huh? on the on the boardwalk, yeah. which is what I wanted. Yeah, it worked out. Yeah, the shots look great. Yeah, mm. you know that's what I mean. You, you just want everything set up so that, you know, the happy mistakes can happen. That's what I call them, happy mm -hmm. mistakes, mm -hmm. you know? And then Alexis came, and we shot that scene, and at that moment, I don't think that I had the concept that they were both ghosts. I had this concept just that you were chasing her. She I, was my daughter. And you were chasing her. And I and we filmed also the cotton candy sequence that day, and we filmed the good the, times when you were the walking good around. times together, and when the dad splits, he gives her a thing. You at the bar? Yeah, yeah. 
Damn, we got a lot. Yeah, that was a big That day. was then. We shot a lot of that shit. That was great stuff. That was all great. Really and we great. shot fucking with the quickness that We got day. it. Good ones. We got a lot of good stuff that day. We really fucking rocked it. I hope it. everyone in the audience watches this film. And the last one that we were talking about. Everyone. Yeah. Well, they won't. Oh, They'll get a chance one day. Maybe. You got the audio commentary now, so. <laughs> There's no reason for us not to, you know, at least stream it a couple DVD, times. Uh, no DVDs. No. 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 We're gonna, we'll stream it live, maybe. If people can catch it when it's live, but that's it. No recordings. No distribution, none of that. You're doing the audio bug too, on top of it. <laughs> so, we, so we shoot that whole day, and then I had to figure out how to shoot you coming out of the water. And we needed a, a rig. We needed, a, a, we needed to protect the camera in some way. Uh, and that's when I rented that underwater rig. It wasn't, it was like an underwater like rig bag. that was good. More like a see-through bag. <laughs> yeah. The female condom for the red. Yeah. <laughs> it was a bowling bag, you know, clear plastic. It was like, but it was heavy duty plastic. I mean, it was good for, I think six feet or seven feet underwater. I wouldn't put it underwater. I love that it had a zipper. I'm like, okay, so the zipper is stopped in the water. <laughs> yeah, but you had to put oil on the zipper. <laughs> Remember there was some sort oh, the of wax. The wax on yeah, the zipper. Yeah. Zipper wax. Yeah. Um, so we got the rig. And I think that was the second day, right? Mm. <laughs> no. That's all sort of fuzzy. No, no. No, the second, was like second day was in Tribeca with... Just him Tribeca and, uh, and, Alexis. and Alexis. Yeah. Oh my God, yes. Yeah. Running around in Tribeca. The, yeah. typical, the typical alley. You guys told me the stories about yeah. the rock videos that were all shot in that alley. Yep. And he met a gentleman, <laughs> Vagabond met a gentleman in the in the alley, and then they became great pals and uh, started hugging and all that. Well, weird. he wanted, he wanted, he wanted to get a kiss from Alexis. Oh. Wow. And so I took one for the team. And you kissed him instead? I gave him a hug. Oh. oh. Yeah, he settled for that. And a picture with Alexis. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was a homeless dude. Oh. Yeah, he was. Yeah. I wasn't there that day. You weren't? No. No. No, Thomas was there. Yeah. Thomas Clark. Yes. The amazing photographer. Yep. Uh, Mr. OTB himself. <laughs> Yo, man, he's got some of the most amazing but depressing shots I've ever seen in my life. It's just fucking crazy. Like... I've never seen so much hope and despair in a picture at the same time. It's just, yeah, God, he's a fucking. He does, he does great work. Yeah, really amazing work. Yeah, and the the beautiful thing about Thomas is that he gets pictures. He takes pictures that other photographers would never even lift their camera to, to take. take. Yeah, and and you just go, what are you fucking shooting, bro? And then afterwards, you're like, oh my god, how did you see that? Like he sees the moment. Before the moment happens, like he anticipates there. He's the like, moment. Ah, and he's like, it. oh, this is gonna happen. Kung, 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 And then the next thing you know, you're like, holy shit, look at these pictures, man. So he was with us that day, and we shot the stuff in the alley with uh, Alexis running around, and then we shot. Then the next day, we shot Fort Tryon, right? 
Yeah. Oh, that was good. The overpass. The f- in the park. Situation by the flag. In the park. Uptown. Oh, okay, yeah. 189. Yeah, 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 that's right. Right. We shot up there. It's that movie. Oh, <laughs> 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 um, modern movies are shot there, huh? No, no. no just trying to keep track of all. <laughs> we have three forts yeah. that we shoot at. Fort Tilden. Fort Tilden. Yes. Fort Tryon. Yes. And Fort Apache. <laughs> no, they all, they all begin with T. Tilden, Tryon, and fuck. Totten. Uh, Fort Totten. Yeah. Huh? Fort Totten. Where's that? That's in Bayside in Queens. Huh. We haven't shot there with you. Nope. Yet. Yeah. <laughs> but, but how many hours do you have left? It's close to the airport. Yes, that's not bad. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm getting tired. <laughs> but we shot for Tryon. Tryon. Uptown. That's by the cloisters. By the yeah. cloisters. Yeah. 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 We got some really nice stuff there. Yeah. Really, really nice stuff there. Uh, the colors, just. And just then the, the 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 light that day was beautiful. The greens and, yeah. and the blue on her dress and the blue yeah. in your jacket yeah. and uh-huh. the uh-huh. the gray in your hat. And then the the the, the sun was low. Yeah. Uh, that was yeah. like late afternoon. Longest, wasn't that like the longest day of the year that day? June twenty one or something. You might have been right about that. Or was that? We were watching the sunset. It was gorgeous. It was setting slowly. Yeah. It was giving you all the light. It was just like, go ahead. Oh, you need a little more time? You want another take? (laughs) (laughs) Do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Be like, it was, yeah, the sun was like. We're losing the. No, we're not losing the light. Everybody was like, well, look, I, didn't, I didn't do this for Terrence, so yeah. go ahead. <laughs> Again, I was doing the Terrence Malick thing. Okay. Only shooting during magic hours. Mm-hmm. You know, or when the, the light was lower. Mm-hmm. When it's low enough for Jeff to shoot, too. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we had to stop mm-hmm. because we had to figure out how to do the underwater thing. So we shot... Coney, Tribeca, Tyra, Fort Tyron, and, and then Tilden, right? Yeah, because we shot her in Tilden uh, later. Right. Wasn't but Tilden, Tilden later. was much, Tilden was a few days later because I had to figure out how to get the underwater rig. Is that where we did the underwater stuff? Yeah, we did the underwater stuff there at Fort Tilden. So I had just, I had just. Cause she comes out of the fucking bunker. Yeah, why, why? What else did we do with him there? He's just coming the out water. of the water. Just the water. Yeah. I was. Uh, in, I wanted to come to New York uh, to, as, because my publisher, I uh, had just published this book, of short stories. Oh, he's doing the plug. fiercer monsters. <laughs> It's a tiny plug. It's just a bitty, itty bitty plug. 
But I was supposed to have was a book a launch. Did you, need, did you need the plug? <laughs> it was a, supposed to be a book launch, if right. you remember. And I, I remember. had arranged another reading up and well, I had so I had a reading there, remember? And like oh, nobody was right. there exactly. That's, that's what I'm building right. up to. Yeah. That's why I had to mention. I didn't mean to actually plug. No, no, just you just want to say? No, no, Come no, on, no. man. Okay. Well, Please. I always I feel bad. You know, plug away. I don't mean to plug. But the point. Plug away. Plug it along. Just come on, little Dutch boy. Get your finger in that wall. We're not. We can go further with this. We're not going to right now. But the point is that I had a I had a, a reading, and it was kind of a floppy thing. But a few people showed up. But they ended up, ended up being key people who we really enjoyed and got to make friends and with afterward. Well, then became the Woodstock, and I was invited so, to read up in Woodstock after that. And I thought, well, that so would be the first perfect. reading. Wait, wait, the first reading was, was at in the bookstore in the backyard of the bookstore. Right. And then that I was read like, there too. Yeah, there was like maybe five people showed up or yeah. whatnot, but they just the bookstore liked it. They wanted to carry the book. Right. We met Raquel uh, Penzo, who is a local uh, author, and she, you know, invited us, invited me to read uh, at another gig of hers. It was very nice. And then uh, I had been talking to uh, Shiv Mir- Mirabito. But that was the same time also that you got that you read something on Bullet Space. You read it, Bullet Bullet Space. That same was that that time too. Yeah. Had so I had be. like I had like four or five readings yeah. fucking lined up. Remember, and we and you came. Yes, you did. We went to Bullet Space, and you met. Oh, Tango. you did go to Bullet yes, Space. Yes, did go to Bullet Space. And, 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 and you were reading with Tongo. Yeah. Yeah. It was you, Tongo, and someone else. Well, uh, our friend Lamont uh, Graffiti Blue showed up out of the right. blue. That's right. Yeah. Because this other uh, gal who was supposed to step up. Works, yeah, she flaked hard California style. Right. Man. Kellogg's. And, Corn. Uh, flakes. <laughs> and um, frosted, <laughs> but anyway, um, uh, so then we had this reading up in, and you wanted to go to. I didn't know you wanted to go. You just wanted to go to Woodstock too. You wanted to go. You were into dude. It. If the camera was in the car, he wants to go where she's like, wait, 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 wait. He took your Lexus with you. Yes, so you went with the intention to shoot something. The afterward, yeah. right. It became that. No, that was always stands. yeah. That was always the intention. <laughs> that was, was not, it? That was not an accident. It was a no, 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 no. So no, what he's talking about is what happens is he's going to Woodstock to do a reading. Right. That's yeah. I'm going to do. And a then uh, I said to him, "Well, you owe me a day of shooting. Maybe we can shoot something. <laughs> maybe we can shoot something up there. I'll take Alexis." And I had I was also because at that time. I was still working with Gabrielle. Yeah. And my book was supposed to come out. Like, my book was always coming out. Um, and so I was going to read in prep to try and pump. Good. You know, a little. Pump up a little sales or whatever for when the book came out. And so I read in Dude. Woodstock, but I brought Alexis with me and, and Jeff, Jeff and, yeah. and the camera. Yeah. And it was just uh, and Kelvin. No, it wasn't no, no Kelvin. No, 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 it wasn't Kelvin. All I know is Jeff and the camera were in the car. There was definitely an intention to shoot. Oh, look who's here! Jeff's here <laughs> with the camera. Well, what, what, and Alexis. What, did you go? No. 
Why do I feel like somebody? Who saw the Who saw the graveyard? I thought Alexis saw it. it. Alexis Alexis pointed it to Jeffrey. They were in the back seat. uh, Was it you? No, no. So what happened was we were going to the reading. So we want. So we go go, home from the reading late at night. So what happened was Yusuf had found an an Airbnb, a place to stay in Saugerties, which ended up being so cool and like yeah, with Kelly. Bickman, who owns this building called the Odd Fellows Temple, mm-hmm. right? And so Yusuf had a room, and he called her and checked to see if she had another room for me and Alexis, Alexis. and Jeff. Jeff shared my room, and I shared a room with Alexis. Odd Fellows like a rotary or something? No, <laughs> no. This word, there's like a the Odd Fellows Temple's like a Rotary Club or something. It, it are, was. Oh, it okay. was. It was like they were like, like in the 1920s. Really... They were actually they considered themselves Odd Fellows. Right. Like, they were like from different things, and they were into weird stuff, and they called themselves the Odd Fellows. And I don't know the whole deep story. About no, them. but they were. They were they definitely. Have, they odd. have like a crest in the whole thing. Yeah. Like this. Yeah, but they yeah. really were. You know, not elks, not lions. Right. They were just. The it, they odd were fellows. like. They were like an. Ex- they were like a league of extraordinary gentlemen. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> So Kelly's, so Kelly's renting this. It was the Invisible Man. She's leasing this thing. I'd like, like to. I'd like to introduce you to Nemo, <laughs> Captain Nemo. There are like four levels on this place. Yeah, it's, it's and, like and, and, a, and a giant <laughs> pink ballroom. Yeah, yeah, it was a big ballroom. Yeah. A giant. I did visit that place. You just just waiting for fucking Sean Connery to come. (laughs) (laughs) And then above that there are rooms. Right. And then above that there are other little cubbyhole kind of rooms, and in, and like hidden over everywhere. But we had like on the main level we had like, I had a giant ass room, so there was a bed way over there for Jeffrey and I. You guys had a room. Right, me and Alexis shared a room, and Three, you and Jeff four. shared a room. Uh-huh. But the night that we got there was the night that we were doing the reading, reading. and there was a woman who was hanging out at the Odd Fellows Temple, and she was going to go to the reading. She yeah, was like, "Can you give me a ride?" That's right. To the reading, I was like, "Yeah, sure, no problem." You know, um, so we drive out of Saugerties, and we're on two twelve which is the main drag from Saugerties to Woodstock. It's also just the main drag <laughs> for Woodstock, <laughs> period. And so we're driving, and it's getting, it was getting kind of, it was still light out. It was, not, it was it still light If you spotted a cemetery, there's still light out. No, 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 we didn't. No, we didn't spot it. She was in the backseat with this woman who we were giving a ride to the, to the reading. She was in the backseat with Alexis, and I think Jeff, right? They were both in the back seat. And I was talking, and we had been scouting earlier, a little bit earlier, um, or we had been asking around about a graveyard because we needed to shoot a graveyard. Mm-hmm. And she said, oh, I know an abandoned graveyard on the road. And I was like, oh, that sounds perfect, right? I don't think she remembered, remember? She was like, oh, yeah, there's a graveyard down the road. If you go straight down the block from where we're staying... There was a graveyard, and it was, and it was like a, a typical graveyard, and we did graveyard, and we there. did check it out and walk around it. But that was the next day. Yep. But they told us it's down the block, and then she was in the back of the car, and she was with Alexis and Jeff, 
and we were driving and they were like, and she was like, oh, there's an abandoned graveyard around here. I just remembered. And then Alexis saw it. Well, the woman did not come back with us. We No, no, she didn't come back with, no. But she, they saw it and I was, as usual, I'm fucking flying. Flying. Because that's how I drive. And so they see it and it's like in the blink of an eye. Boom, right? So what I do is they go, we saw an abandoned graveyard. I go, where? Right there. So the first thing that I'm doing is I'm thinking, I got I to gotta find a landmark. So I see a little bit of a bridge and then there's a, like a warehouse. There's like a big like a storage warehouse or something. And yeah. I said, okay, it's right near this storage warehouse, right? We go to the gig. We do the gig. Late, late, late. We're coming back late. It's like, because Shiv, so Shiv has this little, he lives inside his bookstore. Oh, I remember him. In Woodstock. Yeah. And he, he has a bookstore. He specializes in the beats. And he sells stuff. He sells stuff from Nepal, uh, and, Nepal India. And, India. and India. And he has these little sort of gatherings in his yard. Um, and who was there? Remember the guy who had oh, the haircut before? You know, right? Uh, the guy who had the, the guy who had Warhol's haircut, haircut before he did. Before Warhol did, and he knew Warhol. And then who else was there? Uh, his hair's still the same too. The other woman from uh, the punk band. I didn't get to talk to her. Everyone, oh, I can't remember her name. Everyone was from, special. I want to say that she was from the Stilettos. Anyway, there were all these old CBGB heads. Well, is that true though? Did he have a haircut before Warhol? Well, he had a haircut. He was yeah. He was like he still had it. the bull yes. haircut. Yeah, he, he was. Still, a, yeah, he did have it. He was yeah. an old Italian. He was an flick. old Italian dude who had been in the film industry he for like a, ever. He worked he was, on Fellini movies. Okay? He was in a movie, an old, old Italian mo movie in '61 or something like The Bicycle Thief or something like that. No, it wasn't no, that. No. But he'd worked up. He'd worked and on he them. Was, I think. He was really. I thought he was an actor, and 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 Warhol had seen him in the film. I guess it depends on who and, he's talking to. Yeah. <laughs> now I have to question the whole hair story. When this but thing comes back, it doesn't matter. To the wig. His, he was all dressed <laughs> in black. The guy yeah. was all dressed in black, super skinny dude, and he had yeah. white bowl haircut. Yeah. You sure, it wasn't Warhol. Oh yeah, that would be really cool. could have been. Yeah, faking an Italian accent. Warhol's ghost. So anybody, everybody who was there, there, there was like five people there, but everybody so was, who was there was, was fucking like somebody. <laughs> had, had been somebody. They're real. Yeah, They're they cool really people. still were people. Yeah. I can't remember her name now. Fuck. But she, there was this one woman who was in a punk band. She fell in love with Alexis. Yeah. She was like, you need to come up so we can record That's some stuff true. and all this other shit and so on and so forth. They loved Alexis. Yeah, I'm sure she nice. followed right up on that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's working out on a second album now. Yeah. Uh, but so we leave the gig. It's late at night because yeah. Shiv likes to put bonfire bonfires out, right? And he's got Sounds like they were in Hotel California over here. He's yeah. like, I'm just, I'm <laughs> we're out in the middle of the woods with a bonfire, beautiful. chilling. Reading poetry and talking shit yeah. doesn't get any better than that. You know what I mean? And smoking weed yeah. and people are drinking. Mm -hmm. And then afterwards, I don't drink, so. Yeah, let me, let me just 
Pass, pass that back this way. Yeah, but, it, but <laughs> yes, but it's puff, puff, pass, puff, puff, pass. Uh, so we're driving back. Dark. No to Saugerty. It's dark. Country road. Two twelve. Nothing. Dark. There's no lights, right? Nothing. But now, I'm like. He's got the. He's trying to. He's got the vagabond GPS. I'm like. Running. But Jeff and Alexis are in the back seat scoping. Right. They're the trying side to scope. Right. And I go, okay. I know it's near this warehouse. That's the first thing, because that's the second note that I make. That's the second landmark, and the first landmark is the bridge. So the the I see the second landmark first, because we're going back, opposite direction. And I go, it's got to be close. And I get over the bridge, and was, they, it, they was it Jeff or Alexis? Alexis, probably, I think so. I think it was Alexis. It's like, I saw Graves. She got it. She got it. It's she right here. Gravestones, yeah. Right? So I pull over. There's no place to really pull over. No. But I pull over, and lo and behold, my fucking headlights just fall. Right on the graveyard. All over this tall grass with these tombstones sticking up. So And beautiful. it's an abandoned, yeah. just abandoned, right? And I'm like, oh, this is just, <laughs> this is just too fucking good. This is like, this shit just drops in your lap. It right? was a great place. So, we're like, cool, we have an idea. We we can check this place out. Is that when they became ghosts, or they're ghosts already? No, they became ghosts. They both became ghosts because at the first, at first, he was always a ghost. He was always a ghost. Uh, Yusuf was always a ghost, but Alexis wasn't. And then when we had her coming out of the bunker at Fort Tilden, so Fort Tilden is an old. Yeah, that's the later shooting. Yeah, shooting. it's an old fort. That had where they used to actually, they tested the Hercules missile in Brooklyn, <laughs> off of Flatbush. <laughs> if you Flatbush can believe that, so there was like this Hercules <laughs> nuclear missile test place, and they had these bunkers on the beach, and this is an abandoned bunker that we have shot in a couple of different times, like the jacket, like the green jacket that we keep reusing um and when alexis comes out of that bunker i said so you had we wanted to make it really weird so you took your jacket and you had it we folded his jacket and put it on the beach with his shoes and his his boots and his hat and when we first shot it we shot it with her standing there, bringing the stuff. No, she's standing there with the stuff on the floor. Yeah, the same. And then you come out of the water. We shot all the stuff we coming out of the water. And then, and then we said, well, we should shoot her, like bringing the stuff onto the beach. And when we did that, she's coming out of the bunker and she's holding the, the jacket, the boots, and the hat. And she's not holding the hat. She's actually wearing the hat. It's too big for her. It's sort of floppy. It's it's beautiful. Um, and she's got his boots. And that's when the idea came to me like, oh, they both have to be ghosts. Because why the fuck is she coming out of this bunker? With the boots, right? With the boots and the jacket and the hat. Like, that's, like, weird. Like, if she was a real person and she was alive and so on and so forth, it just, like, she would be coming out of her house or something or she'd be on the train or whatever. But she, instead, she came out of the bunker. And I was like, okay, now they're both ghosts. 
And that was with the real, that was where the real horror element came for me because before it was just a story about a daughter. Before there's a chance for her to escape. No, but there was before. If she's alive, she can break that cycle. Like things can change for her. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Once she's dead, she's trapped. Yeah, and that was up, the, man. I was like, "That's horrible." Yeah, it's it's it's, yeah. There's a chance for her to to move on if she's alive, but if she's dead, she's stuck. And these two characters are stuck in this cycle. I I, I can't. I don't. I can understand why people don't maybe don't get it, but it's a, an amazingly horrifying film. It's amazingly horrifying. The th- to think about these two characters that they're, they're dead, they don't rest. And they, the Do way the that we shot the film, fucking shit all it's a cycle, you know? It's terrible. She comes out. That's hell. She plays, she, she comes out with the jacket, the boots, the hat. She puts him on the beach. She summons him out of the ocean. He comes out of the ocean. He promises he's, you know, he's like, oh, I'm so happy to see you. She's so happy to see him. He goes out. They go have a good time. He gets thirsty because he's been in the ocean for so long. Salt water, his, 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 his throat is dry. He dips on her, goes to get a beer, comes back. She's pissed because he took off on her again because he can't. It's always this thing between his thirst and wanting to be with her. And he dips on her, goes to get his beer. She realizes he's gone and she leads him on a goose chase. Like, you know, he comes back. He can't find her. He finally thinks he sees her in a crowd. He sees her running around a corner. It's always this impossibility. It's always like, it, it's it's literally this game, a cinematic game, right? Because everything is shot, we shoot 60 frames? I think we shot 48 frames. We shot everything 48 frames for two reasons. Jeff wasn't really good with the steady cam just yet. He hadn't had a lot of practice with the steady cam, so we were like, 48 frames will smooth it out right way quick. <laughs> you know what I mean? And we were doing stuff that was, some of that stuff was difficult. Like, he was moving through crowds. People could have knocked into the camera and stuff like that. It was it was not easy. You had me kind of going full tilt, and you had her walking slow. Right. And you made sure that I would never catch up to her. Right. And that was the that was the cinematic trick, right? So the cinematic trick was to show her walking in a certain location, to show you running in a certain location, and she's always maintaining this amazing distance from you. You know, that's the cinematic trick. That's the fun of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's also... It's corny as fuck. It's great, man. But it's corny as fuck. It's like really corny. It's like a corny thing to do. It's like, I'm running to catch you and I can't catch you. And you're walking beautifully in slow motion as the light frames your hair, blah, 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 blah. And you're turning the corner ever so nonchalantly. And you're like, oh, I'm running to catch her. And I, yeah. I ran a lot. It's a cornball. And finally the day came for you to put me in the water. Because you already hit that. And I was waiting for California water. And it's so balmy. The water was <laughs> 70 fucking degrees. And they're like, you said get back in the water. I'm like, yes, I will get back in It's fucking great. It um, was great. And then the they had to keep... Omar's 
kept pouring the water over my yes. head so that I looked yep. sufficiently wet, and then that was fun too. But when we went and filmed by those gravestones back in Socrates, we got, I said, that's long grass, it's full summer right now. We're going to encounter probably some ticks. Yeah. So we just, actually I had black jeans on. Right. We had put so much spray that it grayed my jeans. They were like, <laughs> they were like, they weren't even black anymore. He said, don't worry, you know, we'll color correct that out. You know, it's going to be but we were just coated up and down with the spray. Everything smelled like, <coughs> like yeah, like smelled like citronella. And you gotta act really casual, like you're not inhaling all that crap. And then right, I, but, but it showed me permission to sit down into the right. right but the thing is that, so to go back to the beach, we shoot the beach, and we've never shot with this underwater rig before. And it's really just a splash bag. That's what it's called. It's called a splash yeah, bag, it's and, it's, splash bag. and it's under. It's good for like six feet underwater because of the water pressure. But we would never put the camera underwater. We were always we were way too nervous about not knowing what the fuck we were doing, and so we were like, "We'll keep it above the water." It's like, yeah, I don't want to fill out the paperwork on that insurance claim. That's just, that's, so we're. Sh- but the- I have a film to finish. <laughs> yeah. So we shoot the scene, right? We play the footage back, and we look at it, and it's fine. So you thought. So we thought. Oh, man, I remember that. Then. And you still didn't see it. There were copies that came to me that you were showing me, and I said, uh. That's a problem. (laughs) (laughs) So what happened was. You didn't sell, like, some splashes, which I didn't have a problem with the splashes. No, the splashes weren't the problem. The problem was the reflection. So what no, happened was the, the, the gig bag was sitting on the fucking oh, beach. Oh yeah, that was fucking hilarious too. It was the gig yeah. bag. You, it's probably it was the bag on the beach. The fa- there's there's two shots where it's there. It's you, probably you still in the final. Yeah, yeah it's still it it's still in the final edit. No, it is. No, well, no, maybe no, I, no, I cut it out. It out. I cut it out. Yeah, I cut it out. Yeah, you know, but you know what it was. But you know what the problem was? No, you didn't have any PAs. Well, it wasn't. Well. That was um, uh, the uh, her brother. Uh, oh, that's right. We had Josh. Joshua. We had Joshua. Was so cool. Yeah, we had Joshua working with us. Yeah. yeah, really sweet guy. But there were all these reflections that okay. we didn't. We didn't put the lens. We had to put the lens. I yeah. think further up. Yeah. It had to be like almost practically up against the plastic. The plastic, and we didn't know that. Right. So what happened was because there was separation between the lens. And the, and the bag, back, back we got this yeah. back reflection, mm-hmm. right? And then we didn't know, here's the fucked up part. Now, that wouldn't be so bad if it was all the water stuff. Because you really didn't notice this back reflection no, no, with the water because it was dripping. There's Jeff. But then, like, Yo, this is just- no, but it wasn't so bad with the water when we were shooting on the water. Because there's a lot of distractions. The problem was right. keeping the there's, camera there's light, in the bag. There's light. Once but we kept dark. the camera in the bag. Yeah. And shot the rest And of shot the rest of the stuff on the sand because we weren't sure if we were going to go back in the bag. And we were like, how long is it going to take us to get out of the bag and get back in the bag? Oh. So we're like, just leave it in the bag. I can, I can hear exactly how this happens. Like, when he explained it to me, I was like... <sighs> I can just imagine Jeff seeing that shit and not being able to fucking unsee so, it. But nobody and saw it. Because, like, you're looking <laughs> yeah. at it, you're looking at it literally on a five inch monitor. 
Yeah, right? you're not going to see it until you're right. watching. That's not even... And everything's moving what, around. That, is that monitor even 1080p? Yeah, it is. It's 1080. Yeah, it's 1080, but it's like five inches. Yeah. And you're in the sun on the you're beach. You're not going to see it there. You'll see it when you... Didn't happen. When so I, I, go, it, I go home, and I put it on my computer, and I'm like, what the fuck what the hell is that? Because I was asking you. I was like, there's like a fucking... There's something... I don't know what the fuck that is. Something's going on, right? And I was like, what is this? And it's a back reflection... From back, because we didn't, we didn't, we didn't put it in the, we didn't put the camera in the bag right. So I'm like, what the fuck? So I call Rob Bulgros, oh, yeah. who at the time, now now the place is called Cozy Post, but back then it was Full Circle Post. And I go, Rob, can you fix this? He was going to do our color correction, and Rob says to me, I can do it. I can try. So he gives it a shot, and he's like, dude. This is fucking... This will take me forever. Because I literally have to take every frame, put it into Photoshop, mat it, the whole thing, like, destroy, mm. blah, 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 blah. And, like, and, you know, and, like... Yeah. If, it, if, if, it, if there was no motion, if it was, if it was like... On sticks. <laughs> yeah, if it was on sticks, you'd have been okay because... If it was on the tripod, we'd have been yeah, fine. Because you could just match, match right. the frame. Right, you find and, it and, and knock, knock it out. out. Right, but no. Yo. It was bad. So, in the end, I went back to my usual... Didn't you add some sparkles or some shit to no, it? He's building up to the sparkles, bro. I, just let him. I said to Rob... Can we add some other artifacts can we, in there? Can we do something to this? And he was like, I got some stuff that maybe we can put, right? And I was like... Whoa. Well, if you can't... If you can't if you can't fix it, this is always, this is a rule. If you can't fix something, fuck it up some more. Okay. Always. If you can't fix it, fuck it up some more. Like it's dirty, it needs to be more dirty. Right, just make it dirtier. You know what I mean? So that's what Rob did. He had the little sparkly thing. And what was, is that? He, it was just like an After Effects thing that, uh. a filter thing that he had paid, like, I don't know. I think he said he paid like five hundred dollars for this shit, and I was like, "What? Five hundred dollars for this?" <laughs> no, they just people use them as overlays, like yeah. it's just to give you a different look. Like, like you said, like you have something that's a little bit fucked up, right? You don't want people. You want to pay for, and so for the whole scene. I mean, that's what it's for. We used that. We just did that, and we got over. Like you can't see it now at all. No, I mean I can see it because I know where you it know is. You know where it is. Yeah, <laughs> I know where it is because if somebody I saw who sees it, it one time. Nah. Right, you can still see it, but even when I but when I look at it, you gotta look for it. I have to look for it. Yeah. I have to actively look for it. It's not like I see it and I know it's there and nobody else knows it's there because we hit it. I literally have to actively look for it because it's not because we hit it so well, but it's there. So the roses we found on that beach that we ended up shooting and are also in the, yep. the sparkly sequence, I think. Yeah, because what happened is the reef. that whole beach sequence mm -hmm. had to be sparkly. Mm -hmm. uh, so I mentioned those, I think, in Baron Saturday. Yeah, right. Well, your yeah. mother, right? His mom. Yeah, Can't be coincidence. Yeah. yeah, I remember that sequence. Yeah, I actually right. thought about so yeah, yeah. on purpose borrowing back from yeah, other yeah. films right. that we've done. I thought about cutting to it, but then I was like, no, it's too much. <laughs> <laughs> it's very on the nose. <laughs> Not only that, but then I wouldn't. So you knew I was. But dead. I had it ready like, set up. You got a voiceover and you're beating on <laughs> over there. Right. I'm gonna 
to show you and tell you. <laughs> um, so what we're talking about is that in, in Coney Island Siren, there are, there was like a, a wreath of roses. And it was perfectly dead. It was it's like, there were live roses who had died a long time, yeah. like, like last week. And they were all, they would have been dried out had they not been on the beach, beach. getting beaten on the waves, you know? Yeah. And so we shot that with the waves sort of washing them up and over and flapping all over them. And um, we used it in the film, like at the opening scene. And, the, and it opens and closes with that. Um, but that's how that whole worked out with the, with the beach scene. It is know? a funeral wreath. Wasn't that a funeral wreath? It was a funeral wreath. wreath. Yeah, Wasn't it was it? a funeral. I think it was. It had to be a funeral. I don't know. Who else gives... What do you do with the... I love you. Here's a wreath of flowers. It wasn't the Polar Bear Club wedding? I'm no. Like, oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no. Um, but then, to go back to the graveyard scene, we go to the graveyard. We go to the first graveyard, which is down the block. We walk down there, and we look at it. We're like, this is a cool graveyard. This is nice. This is all right. I, you know, I'm like... But my fear with shooting in a real graveyard is we're going to get busted and we're going to get kicked out. Right? It's a small town. Yeah, somebody's going to say, you know... Somebody's going to be all... He's over there laying all over Grandma's grave. Hey, man. <laughs> cut that out. You know? Uh, and I was trying to find an area in the graveyard where we wouldn't be... People possibly wouldn't see us. Remember we were over at the edge of the graveyard? Yeah. Where there was sort of like a hill. And if you weren't paying attention, you wouldn't even see us. You know? Because it, it sort of just sloped... The whole graveyard sort of slopes down. Toward a fence. Yeah, toward a fence. So we were thinking, oh, we'll shoot here. And it was interesting, but it wasn't... It, it didn't was have cut that and dry. Thing. Yeah, it was, it was very like... Straight. Yeah, it was straight. real. So we said, let's go check out... Let's go see if we can find the, the abandoned graveyard. So we go to the abandoned graveyard. And we find it. And again, it's really difficult to get to. It's, it's like on an area where there's not... There's a lot of grass. There's like a, a the road just sort of falls off. There's tall grass, and then there's the the graveyard. There's nowhere to really pull over. Like you gotta pull over over by that warehouse. That's where you parked. Where there was a house that was for sale, so there was nobody living in it. And there was like a little driveway area that you could pull over. So we pulled over there, or you had to pull over further down. And so we pulled over there, and. I noticed that there was a house. Well, the little trailers. With trailers behind trailers. it. Right? People living Behind in the, the graveyard. Yeah. And I was like, I'm wondering if they own this graveyard. And I just wanted to let them know what we were doing so we wouldn't get shot. I was really afraid of that. Here's the here's the funny part. So check this out. Shotgunners up there and uh... (laughs) so the night before we drive past the graveyard, and I go landmark bridge, first landmark bridge, second landmark warehouse. On the warehouse is a Confederate flag. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you wouldn't have got me out at that graveyard, bro. <laughs> yeah, no, but this is not. This is the Confederate. The warehouse is further down from the from the graveyard. 
the, like I said, that was like a secondary landmark because, you know, the little bridge, there were a lot of little sort of little bridges that right. came over creeks. So you needed to be like one landmark, two landmarks so you could figure yourself out. So I was like, there's still motherfuckers up here with fucking Confederate flags, mm -hmm. right? And Jeff is the only white guy we got. Mm -hmm. You know? <laughs> I was like, so I went back there and I was like, and so we drive down this very private road and they right, there were all these signs posted, no trespassing, no. private property, do not enter, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, ignore it, ignore it, ignore it, ignore it, ignore it. Because I got to get I didn't see any of those things. No, no, no. I, I saw it, but I, you had to ignore it to get to the Maybe trailer to, to knock on the door to be like, yo, I'm just going to be over here. So we went over, and dude, it was so redneck. It was like trailer. Yeah. Three-legged dog? No. There was trailer. There was. It looked like somebody was there, but there was nobody there. There was nobody there. And they were like, cars and i think it was a person who did like a lot of like stock car racing or something like that I remember that I just they were like, like a rob zombie set to me <laughs> i just thought it was like one of those it looks like 70s. house of a thousand corpses yeah this one like this, you know like somebody's gonna be running out of there barefoot i don't know about this graveyard this <laughs> so we the were graveyard like, was when we had a good excuse, like we were just there with our personal camera, you know, shooting right. because it looked beautiful. And uh, But then I was trying to see if I could have access to the, to the back of the graveyard so that I could be closer and not have to park on the side of the road. Also, I didn't want the cops passing by and seeing this car parked on the side of the road and start investigating and then find us in the, you know, it was just, I was trying to be careful. Nobody was there. And then it was really difficult to get from them from where they were to the graveyard. So when we looked at the graveyard, it looked like a straight shot right to the where these trailers, people were. Yeah. But then there was like a little creek in between that you couldn't see from the graveyard. Oh, okay. But when you came the other side, you were like, oh, oh, now I see this graveyard has probably nothing to do with these people. So we went back on the road and we shot. And we shot in the graveyard, and then we did that stupid in-camera trick. No, it wasn't stupid. That was genius, man. I thought that was really cool. I'm sorry. No, it's it's that's why I, I mean, mean. I thought it was really cool. Very yeah. subtle. I'm just being, uh, you know, super. He downplayed it. Yeah. Oh. Wow. So can you describe exactly? So the camera moves. So what happens is Jeff's on the steady cam. Yeah, he's on the steady cam. And. Uh, in the film, uh, Alexis' character, daughter, is standing by a grave, and the whole time, Yusuf's character, the father, has been chasing the daughter, who's played by Alexis, and he sees her. But when we get to the graveyard, we see her, but he can't. But he gets a feeling, excuse me, he gets a feeling that she may be in this given area. So she's standing by a graveyard. Uh, so we're standing by a particular grave, a headstone. And Yusuf starts to walk towards it. And when Yusuf gets to it, we cut. And no she's at another grave. The, the oh, first that. two times. Sorry, yeah. She's at another grave. And then when he gets to the first grave where he thinks that she is and she's gone, he looks over and she's at another grave. This is all done through editing. This is just straight Nothing. cuts, right? You got to see the movie. 
<laughs> so, and the then the third time she moves all to a, a third grave, and he gets up and he walks over. So Jeff is tracking Yusuf as he's going over to this third grave, and there are these two big trees that sort of split the grave that Alexis is standing next to. And as Yusuf walks towards the grave, Jeff comes behind the tree, and we see Alexis, right? We see Alexis behind the first tree. Now you see her. And then Yusuf comes into frame, sits down at the... He starts to sort of crouch down at the grave. The camera continues past... Past that tree. Past, but past Yusuf. Yusuf has stopped moving. We're not tracking Yusuf anymore. But the camera continues to track past Yusuf to this other tree. When the tree... When when Jeff... When the, when the tree fills the frame, the second the tree frame. fills the frame, Alexis runs away... She runs towards camera, and then the camera comes around the tree, and she's gone. Now Poof. you don't. Now you see her. Now you don't. And it was like a stupid, corny little in-camera trick that people don't do anymore. And I was like, "You guys figured it out right there." I thought that was really cool. Well, she just could scram like that's really like quick. one of those silent film tricks. It's like you know, in-camera effects is what they call it, and it was fun. I liked it. Um, and then you go back to the ocean. And the horrible part is that you go back to the ocean remembering why you fucked up in the first place. But you only remember after you fucked up. You can't remember that, you fuck, that you're going to fuck up. You just remember after you fuck up. I know I'm thirsty. That's all I know. Right. So when you go back into the ocean... When you go back into the ocean, to, back to your grave, Alexis, is, you take off your boots, you fold your jacket, you put it on the beach, you put your hat on top of your jacket, and you yep. walk out into the ocean. Yep. And she's standing next to your stuff. Yeah. And if you had just turned around, you would break the cycle. That's how I always imagined it. Yeah. That if you, so she's watching you walk away. And you can't feel her. Like the whole time you've been feeling her in the graveyard. But now that you're back at the ocean, you can't feel her at all. No, nah, because the personal hell is dominating that character. Nothing, nothing passes through that. Right. So you walk out into the ocean and she watches you disappear. And she gathers up your jacket and your boots and your hat. And while she's doing that, your voiceover is like, oh, I remember I fucked up. I promise I won't fuck up if you call me tomorrow. And that's the function and of that's the how science. It ends. And then, so it's like, the same things that you saw in the beginning of the film where she comes out with the jacket, she comes out with the hat, she comes out with the boots, yeah, she puts circle. them down. Yeah. It's just a whole cycle. And that's where the horror of it sort of comes in. But... That was the story. That was only the story, right? And so I cut it. I, I, we shoot it. I cut something. And then I said to you, we need a voiceover. And then you wrote something. You wrote this epic poem. Well, again, I sewed in bits of stuff that I had before. So I had written a book of poems called Death at Sea. And um, 
I which I had. Less. And I used lines of that in there when I could, but again, I was using what I had learned how to do from watching the film that you had done with uh, Omar. Uh, I went and... Uh, yeah, you know, no, that's what you because <laughs> really, man, it just sounds fantastic. It sounds great. Thank Ball. you so much, but... And then we got again inspired by the as another point in time, we have to do a podcast with Alexis and yeah. with Artie. Yeah, about the music. About the music. Oh the music my god, was fucking amazing, you guys man! Like went off on that. Wow. Seriously, man. Sounded so cool. Just ridiculous. Like I was like, this is this is fucking dope. Like seriously, man, it, it was really great. But that's what I mean. Like like you could play the music sounded so good. You could play that film without the images. And just the music and Yusuf's voiceover. Just that running bass line when he's chasing the doo 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 I was like, yo, man, this this is fucking working right here. This is this mm-hmm. is great. The old school synth in there too. Sounds fucking fantastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Moog, I think it was. It's like going back to the theremin, actually. Yeah. But <clears throat> with the oh, it does sound like a, I didn't even think about it. It does sound kind of like a theremin. The theremin yeah, a bit. But. Your writing put it right over the top, man. And then your voiceover was fucking... And that's when I started... But this was a project that... Um, so, like... The I'm one, not somebody who likes voiceovers, but if you have, like, a unique sounding voice, like, he just sounds really good, man. I'm just like, man, this sounds fucking good. Yeah. And the funny thing is that when... when um, I will say this about the about the music right now when we recorded that in Woodstock so we went right back up to Socrates and stayed with Kelly again mm-hmm. and we recorded at Woodstock at yeah. Applehead Studios yeah. Applehead Recordings where Reconstruction had always recorded um, with Chris Bittner um, and Michael Birnbaum but Michael Chris was um, recording and engineering everything but he gave me stems uh, because Artie had written all this stuff and recorded all this stuff. And he said to me, and I said to me, I said to Artie, I said, I don't know if all of this stuff is going to work. He was like, no, 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 I record it all. And then if you don't want something, we'll just take it out. You know? And so I told Chris to give me stems of everything. And then I wound up literally mixing all of the music in the film. It was my first time doing anything like that. And that's when I realized, I said, you know, it could be possible that I'm a frustrated musician hmm. who's trying to make music by movies. making films first and forcing people to do soundtracks. After <laughs> the <film."> <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, this is a really long, fucked up way to go about doing this. Making music? That's you know? Cool. Um, you have a band. I mean, the people who work with you are like... As powerful as people in a band but the thing the film was fantastic but here's the funny part so we start to send it out to festivals we played we did our world premiere at Coney Island mm. and I, I I don't think it's played at any other festival since oh really then. yeah I've sent it everywhere and nobody's like nobody's taking it nobody's no, nobody's, nobody's it's beautiful it. it's, a it's beautiful gorgeous film. man it's gorgeous the soundtrack is fantastic the cinematography is beautiful even the sparkly effects are nice you know 
gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna check right now on Film Freeway uh, and see if it's been in any other festival because I don't think I think it's an unappreciated gem.